0: Hello and welcome to the Inner Know podcast with Janelle Bridge, where we talk about everything spiritual development. Let's go. Hello, my darlings, and welcome back to my podcast. So, today I want to talk to you about something that again has been blowing up in my DMs, um, and I've had a few requests to talk about it. So, I'm going to talk about spiritual parenting. What does that even mean? Yeah. Well, let's break it down and let's call it intuitive parenting. and i read a post today from someone who i adore by the way and she was talking about having an inner knowing around her child and and kind of saying you know that parenting is incredibly hard no matter which no matter how clever we are no matter how educated no matter how experienced we are no matter how spiritual we are every child is different and parenting is hard right and it doesn't matter how spiritual you are was one of the the lines there and i thought oh oh I feel a little bit of a trigger happening there in a nasty way as I say we're so similar and I love this person um but I was like oh what does that mean to me and what does it mean to me to be a spiritual parent now I feel like maybe sometimes people confuse the word spiritual and religious um and I feel the way that I identify with the word spiritual and particularly with parenting is intuitive yeah is being conscious being aware so what does it mean to be a conscious parent to be a conscious spiritual intuitive parent essentially to me it means that you are honoring your inner knowing as the highest authority possible when it comes to your child so you know, that could play out in lots of, lots of, lots and lots of ways. And I have had people come for me massively on my social media for speaking about this topic. So um, hello, <laughs> come for me again. I'll wait this time, but you know, questioning my capacity to speak on this uh, questioning my capacity to know better talking. I've had personal emails about personal circumstances in my life where apparently I've led my children uh off off the beaten track (laughs) um and now I laugh but at the time it was highly personal it actually really quite hurt my feelings but now I laugh it off so essentially to me that spiritual intuitive you know uh inner knowing parenting conscious parenting comes from using your intuitive notions and feelings as your highest highest regard when it comes to parenting now my kids are 11 and a half and nine and a half and they push my buttons daily right but I know that their pushing of my buttons is more about me than it is about them and I thank my son especially for my spiritual journey because I was a people pleaser (laughs) and I was looking for external validation every single where I every everywhere I looked I was looking for external validation to to show me that despite my child was behaving (laughs) crazily it wasn't my fault and I needed everyone to see how hard I was working and it wasn't my fault And I look back at, you know, I was talking to my husband about this last night, little baby parent Janelle, and, you know, even everyone's kids in my mother's group were sleeping through the night. And I remember Dan was playing a gig and I couldn't get Seb to sleep. And I just felt like such a failure. And the external pressures made me feel like I was getting it wrong. But me now, 11 years on go, oh, my God, he wanted to cuddle his mom to sleep. Of course he did of course he did I want to cuddle my husband to sleep I want my dog laying across my feet when I go to sleep of course he did so again this is not sitting here and judging people who utilize different methods to get their children to sleep but this is me I was holding my child in I guess a race in comparison to other children um And I was holding myself in comparison to other mothers. And as we know, our journeys are so different as humans, our parenting journeys, our our journey as children, our journey as women, our journey as adults, our journey as people is so, so different. So to be a conscious parent is to really, I feel identify the triggers that come up within us when we are faced with a trigger from our child so yes when your child is screaming at you that they hate you and they hate the dinner that you cooked them that's igniting a trigger in you that's more about you than it is about them are they behaving like ungrateful little shits absolutely do you want to send them to your room probably but it doesn't affect us If we are meeting our own needs and we are conscious. So if I was to sit here and be like, oh, I keep my calm all the time and it never affects me, I would be 100% lying to you, which is something I will not do, but I do absolutely honor that. If I'm carrying on because my kids don't like dinner, that's because I'm feeling unseen and I'm feeling like my efforts are going to waste and I'm feeling like I'm not cooking a beginner, a a better, a good enough dinner. I'm feeling like maybe I'm raising my kids wrong. I'm not seeing it for what it is, which is that they genuinely don't like what's on their plate and they feel comfortable enough to tell me and I'm not going to force them to eat what's on their plate if they don't like it so conscious parenting spiritual parenting intuitive parenting really is about calling yourself out on your own bullshit it's about stopping looking for external validation from everyone around you including the experts and let me tell you a little story um you know and I'm not sitting here going every expert knows nothing and you know everything we have to also know ourselves well enough to know when we are being triggered and defensive or when we just know better okay I remember taking Sebi to a maternal health nurse and his feeds had dropped to four hourly now in that week he'd put on a crazy amount of weight like triple what he was supposed to or something like that and then when we went back the following week he hadn't put on as much weight he'd he put on like 80 grams or something. And the maternal health nurse said he hasn't put on enough weight. Are you still feeding him three hourly? Because by the book, I was supposed to be feeding him three hourly. And I said, no, we've extended to four that he's wanting it four hourly. And she said, that's why he's not thriving. That's why he hasn't put on weight. You need to put, you need to feed him three hourly again. So I went home, and I whipped out the boob and tried to feed him three hourly and he would bite me and he would bite my nipple off. And it was horrible until I went, what am I doing? This kid is on the high percentile of weight. He put on a whole chunk of weight the week before. It's probably evening out. He knows, he intuitively knows how much milk he needs. I feed on demand. I always had, (laughs) you know what I mean? But my intuition was extinguished by looking for external validation from a health nurse who was looking in a book. So you know, looking back at the start of my parenting journey and going, oh gosh, I wish I knew then what I know now, it would have made the whole thing so much more pleasurable. And I love, I loved, I love, I love being a parent. I loved being a little baby parent, but, you know, particularly with Seb's journey with being diagnosed with ADHD and anxiety and not thriving at mainstream school and things like that, there were times when I just knew better. There were times when I was broken and I was seeking advice from other people, and the advice that was coming through just did not ring true to me at all. And I'm so glad that my husband and I are strong enough in our inner knowing that we decided to persist in the way that we did. And my grandparents actually say to me often, my grandpa especially says, It's a miracle how your son has turned out. God, I keep crying every time. <laughs> and one, I think, No, it's not, because he's always been amazing too fuck I'm proud of us you know because we don't permissively parent so we don't allow him to get away with murder but we don't behaviorally control either so we're not focused on modifying the behavior we're focused on teaching and modifying not even modifying but managing the emotions um modifying the response perhaps talking through the response and supporting and we weren't always like that okay and we are not perfect parents oh my god over the school holidays I lost my shit multiple times (laughs) but I had someone describe me the other day as Someone said it was like had a circle. Someone said, Oh, are you like a dance mum, Janelle? Like, do you micromanage? And someone else said there, oh God, no, Janelle's like this chill hippie mom. And I was like, oh my God, yes, that is exactly how I want to be described. That's exactly how I want to be remembered as a mum. But I'm definitely not always that way. I do choose my battles. And as I say, I'm not perfect in the slightest. And I'm hard on myself as a mum. But what I have learned is how to value my mother's intuition above all else. And I I really have so many stories that I would be so honored to share with you guys via dms around parenting particularly parenting neurodiverse children um, i feel like now that my son's getting older a lot of them are not my story to speak about publicly without his permission so perhaps i might chat to him about some of the stories because they are quite personal um, but you know there has been times where we've had recommendations that haven't sat right in our belly and we've just gone no you know for instance we did medicate um, for adhd which resulted in incredible outcomes for school incredible outcomes at school um and we didn't ever medicate at home and I remember going down to watch swimming lessons and seeing our child like a zombie and I just went absolutely not we're not doing this anymore now again I have beautiful friends who medicate their children I have friends adult friends with ADHD who take medication and I'm not an anti-medication person by any stretch of the imagination but for us When we saw the light being diminished from our child, we went, no. Um, I remember around the same time, my son said to me, mom, when I take my medication, and we would never discuss it in front of him. When I take my medication, it feels like a little bit of me disappears. I'm getting teary again. I flushed it all down the toilet. That's it. Because I honor my son's inner knowing around his body as well. He was probably only seven years old at the time. I honor, I honor my son's inner knowing around his own body. And there are, so, oh gosh, there is so much I could talk into on this subject. And if it's something that you're interested in, let me know because I will go deeper. And I'm, as I say, mindful of his privacy now that he's growing up and going to be a teenager in a year and a half. Oh my gosh. Um, in his last year at primary school, he's thriving. And you know why he's thriving? because Dan and I changed our approach because Dan and I went, fuck this, we are not going to try and fit you in a system anymore, we're going to allow you to thrive. And sometimes when we look at it right, we expect more from our kids than we expect from ourselves. Like some days I hate the world and some days my husband's talking to me, and I'm like, I don't want to talk right now. I'm, I'm sorry, I don't have capacity for a conversation at the moment, but I wouldn't accept that from my child when I was behaviorally parenting, when I was a behaviorist, um. So we expect a lot from our kids. We expect always great moods, always wanting them to eat, you know, <laughs> what we're serving up Or always wanting them to be super, super grateful. You know, I, I was challenged again by my daughter today. She wants to see Blackpink in concert. That's fine. Kind of. I love. I've taken her to a concert before and it was such a beautiful memory-making moment. But I'm like, oh, God, people and K-pop is not my jam. Anyway, I bought tickets and she kept asking, where, where are the seats? And I was like, babe, they're just general seats. And she's like, oh, can I just have a look? And she's like, oh, it looks like it's up the back. And I could tell she was a little bit disappointed and something in me triggered a little bit because I thought I've stretched to buy these tickets right now and to do something kind for you. And she's telling me you're not really that bloody happy with them. But she wasn't. She was kind and she was um, very polite. And yeah, she's like, I'm still really excited to go but i was kind of triggered by the fact that she even brought up where the seats were and that's that's bringing out my people-pleasing mentality that's bringing out me not, not wanting to take take up space and ask questions or offend anyone so our kids will only trigger us in the ways that we have not yet um I guess, healed or traveled down that path, if that makes sense as well. So, you know, this is a bit of a, as a bit of a ramble, isn't it? But again, it's something that I can speak on with so much clarity and so much detail. So again, if it's something that you would like me to talk about, jump on and let me know, let me know on my Instagram DMs. Um, For those of you that don't really know our journey, we have Sebi who is 11 and a half and Annabelle who is nine. Um, Seb, when he started school, had a really rough time and and we had a really rough time adjusting to everything that was going on. He was sent home within half an hour um, every day of being at school towards the end. And now my daughter is not going down a similar path, but we've had some flags with some teachers uh, wanting to have her assessed and things. And I feel that there's some great tools out there, but there's also a lot of, a lot of labels and a lot of, um, a lot of excuses perhaps from the education system once we whack a label on as to why they can't engage. So, you know, we are here to shake the rules a little bit and we are here to do things our way. And, and something that I always come back to with my, with my children is, well, this matter when they're an adult. So my son likes to swear. He's a terrible swearer. And it used to be something that I used to be so triggered by again, because it made me look bad in public but I swear <laughs> and I didn't used to swear in front of them um but I swear and then I think when he's an adult is it an issue no it's not going to be an issue so I'm going to pick my battles you know I'm going to pick my battles if my daughter will only eat beige foods is that going to be an issue when she's an adult maybe maybe but let's ride it out as we go, you know, let's continually try. As long as she's fed, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. So I feel that it's about picking our battles. It's about tapping in with that intuition. It's about knowing when things are physical for our kids. It's about looking deeper. Um, Something else really quickly that I'll touch on, on conscious parenting is being open to the unknown. So being open to the fact that Our bodies, oh God, I could open so many cans of worms on this subject, but our bodies hold memories. So our cells hold memories. They hold information. Our body keeps score. There's actually a book by that name. And kinesiologists are, are an incredible tool to assist your children to shake some of the stuff that they have inherited from you, from your parents, from your grandparents. And this is stuff that you don't even know about. So again, private stories coming through, which I have spoken out about in readings, but we had something accessed from my son that I asked my husband about. It was from a paternal side and my husband knew nothing about. And I asked my mother-in-law and she said, yes, that makes sense with that age and with this happening and X, Y, Z. And she validated. And we had that, um, the kinesiologist did shift it and my son's separation anxiety diminished instantly. So I think that there's also being a conscious parent is about being very open minded being very open minded as to what affects your children and where to go from there and how to help them and truly the best thing that we can do for our kid and I do speak about this I think it's in an episode called how spirituality made me a better parent the best thing that we can do for our kid is to work on ourselves that is the best thing that we can do for our children and that's whole hand on heart what has made a difference for our son um, so deeply and our daughter is following suit if that makes sense as well and isn't it really funny so um, before I jumped on I pulled some of Gabby's cards which I talked about in the last episode and I got to relinquish control I simply let loose and allow myself to be more childlike and I speak with confidence because the world needs my light isn't that so validating on these topics? So again, this is a bit of a waffly, wafty episode around spiritual parenting, but there's a few subjects that I kind of wanted to touch on there. And I feel that I have. Um, let me know if there's any in particular that you'd like me to deep dive into. I would absolutely love to chat with you about them. Um, I am, I have had a request to do a uh, meditation for grounding ourselves in before we go and pick up our our little kids for school. So I'm not quite sure as to how I'm going to word that um, or how that's going to come through, but keep your eye on it. I will be talking into parenting a little bit more, but as always, I am so open to talking with all of you about any subjects that come up around spirituality. So always hit me up and let me know. Have a beautiful day, my loves. Bye.